0: Mic check, mic check. Where the fuck is my check? You're now tuned in to Do-Rags and Boat Shoes. Turn this down a little bit Here we go all right. Yo, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy A Double, and you're now tuned into another episode of Durags and Boat Shoes. Uh, shout out to everybody for listening. You know, whether you're listening at work, you know, at the gym, going out for a walk or a jog, or you're just in the crib doing some cleaning and you got me blaring through your your speakers, you know, in your home system. I appreciate that. Um, and I apologize for last week. I think the show was a little loud. I couldn't find my, um, my Beats headphones. And then, you know, I text my lady while I was recording, like, hey, where are my beats at? Because it just didn't sound right. I was using a different pair of uh, stereo headphones. So, the sound wasn't coming back as clear. So, hopefully, this, uh, I found my beats. You know, my lady texted me back last week in the middle of the show, letting me know where they were at. But it was a little too late. But still, y'all got that information, you know. Um, you got those jewels I was dropping, those gems that was flowing, you know, from the clouds above. So... Excuse me again, I apologize for that So let's just go ahead and get started Uh, We're going to start throwing stuff up on that Summer Jam screen So the first thing that I'm going to put up there on that Summer Jam screen Is um, an article from uh, Omaha.com or the Omaha World Herald, O-W-H.com They um, they placed an article um, on their site um, about uh, black special ed students Um, Basically what's going on right now is that <clears throat> uh, OPS in uh, in 2011 2012? They um, they suspended a bunch of uh you know black uh, special ed students. It was about 400 special ed students in 2011 and 2012. So the um, state education officials back in February told OPS that they're going to have to shift almost two million dollars in the federal funding that they receive. Uh, For staff training You know as a sanction of the disproportionate Number of suspensions in those years And um, In 2011 alone about 9.4% Of the students who were suspended The African American students The black students that were suspended Was uh, 10 days or more And the uh, state benchmark is only At 5% Um, The reason I'm bringing this up is it's, uh, It's a little It's a little odd You know Um, well, it's not odd because we know, uh, growing up, a lot of us had those teachers who just kind of phoned it in and a lot of teachers who just wasn't with the shits and they were only there for a paycheck. You know, I remember being sent to the office, you know, for just dumb shit, you know, maybe a, a chuckle or a laugh and the teacher just wasn't with the shits, didn't feel like dealing with my black ass, you know, so I'm sitting in the sitting in the uh you know the guidance counselor's office or my uh my uh, vice principal's office and just sitting there doing busy work until that class period was over not even being you know suspended or anything like that and you know the guidance counselor or the vice principal talking to me like you really shouldn't be in here and things of that sort so um it's still going on in this day and age and i've been out of school been out of you know public school since 2002 and um And this is a little bit disheartening. Uh, Kara Saldirna, Saldirna, um, she's the special ed director of OPS. And she's uh, saying that they really don't have to divert uh, the $2 million. Well, it's $1.85 million, you know, for the special training and things of that sports. Um, Excuse me, sorts. Uh, The amount, she said, is about uh, that amount right there is about 15%. Of uh, what they uh, get from the federal government For the Disabilities Education Act money um, And she said that Basically the district has already set aside Half a million dollars in, uh, For the 2015-2016 budget For more training and additional strategies um, To kind of decrease those uh, special ed numbers um, Which is yeah, That's a big difference You know Go from $1.85 million to $500,000 For special training and strategies Um, To help with special ed. I mean, the state kind of determined that OPS needs to set aside that much money. You know, not only as a punishment, but not even a punishment, but, you know, as a sanction. So that just makes you, you know, kind of think like, okay, what they're going to do with basically, you know, a little bit less than a quarter of the money that they're supposed to have, you know? So... I don't know if they're trying to work some miracles or whatever, but, um, uh, some district officials, um, they said that, uh, OPS has went ahead and hired a national behavior consultant and, uh, some staff members visited, uh, some Milwaukee, uh, school districts and some Lincoln school districts to know about, uh, to learn about multi-tiered system that addresses students' behaviors and the, uh, multi-tiered system, um, is actually, I guess it's supposed to roll out here, um, And the the tiers are tier one, and I'm reading this verbatim from Omaha.com. It says it involves setting clear common rules and routines for all students in the classrooms, as well as common areas like hallways and cafeterias. I just thought that was just kind of common sense, but you are dealing with special ed students. And on top of that, you are dealing with teachers, you know, who just kind of phone it in. Uh, I know every school that I went to from grade school to high school, you know, there were rules and routines, you know, set for how you're supposed to act in the hallways and in the cafeterias and shit of that sorts. And in tiers two and three, um, this is verbatim. Interventions are targeted at the 10 to 20 percent of students within a school with more serious and recurring behavior or emotional problems. Um, so those higher level interventions, you know, they could uh, involve, you know, uh, you know, Trying to uh, sit down with those uh, students who have, like, impulse control uh, problems and, uh, you know, going over them uh, with, like, anger management and how to, uh, you know, deal with emotional problems. And then uh, also providing tutoring and just um, academic support to actually kind of, you know, uh, pipe down those outbursts you know and uh, then addressing those students with you know more serious problems you know trying to refer them to mental health providers and uh, other agencies like that um so the major problem that i have with this is like i like i said that many special ed black students you know being suspended you know over that those 2011 2012 um It's it's one of those things where you you just know that those those special ed teachers just aren't with the shits and they're just there, you know, for a paycheck or it could be, you know, it could be a cultural divide. You know, they don't know how to deal with, you know, black students um, and they just they're just not with it. You know, and I remember um, as far as the first time that I've, I've actually seen like special ed kids was uh, in high school. I really didn't have to, you know, see any, see any of them in, you know, like grade school and junior high. Um, but from what I saw just outside looking in, it was just a lot of them just sitting in class, the same damn room and being led in a group to go to you know go to lunch and shit like that and some of the kids I knew outside of you know outside of school and you know outside of school they were fine it was just being in that kind of structured environment and a lot of them did have you know um like social and um you know uh mental not mental disabilities but like um they had like social disabilities you know just kind of awkward with people um, And emotional disabilities, you know, as far as channeling, you know, their anger or how to express themselves. And that's something that should just should be, you know, addressed at home. You know, I I feel like a lot of parents I'm not just blaming the teachers I feel like a lot of parents do You know, kind of, you know Just let their kids go to school And treat it like a daycare Treat school like a daycare Instead of, you know, trying to teach their kids at home You know, um, educate them at home And then teach them, you know How to deal with emotional issues And how to be, um And how to be social So, I mean, it is on the parents too Um, but at the same time You know, for those You know seven and a half eight hours that you're in school you know it has to be a situation where um you know you have to you know care about your job and i know it's kind of tough but most teachers that i do know you know personally do actually love their jobs but there's some that are in there just for a paycheck or you know trying to move up trying to become like a principal or a superintendent or something of that sort um you know and you And you're dealing with kids who have, you know, uh, special needs um, socially and emotionally. And it could be, you know, physically and it could be some developmental issues also on top of that. So it just really it, it, it sucks to see that the head of special education for OPS is talking about they already set aside half a million dollars, you know, for training and resources instead of the mandated, you know, from the sanction from the state. Telling them that they needed to set aside 1.85 million dollars. So we're really going to have to, you know, black folks you really just you know start start watching after your children start paying attention to them um i know you out here you working doing everything that you can to keep the roof over your child's head and things of that source but you know pay attention to your child you know teach them bring them up to speed and you know get them on the right track because you know some like I said some teachers they just not with the shits they don't give two fucks about these students you know they're in there you know reading a novel and treating you know special ed like it's study hall or something so that's just something you really have to pay attention to and get to know your teachers like, really get to know your teachers. Take your ass up to that school and get to know those teachers. And I know a lot of y'all, you know, always coming up with excuses and things of that source, but if you're really grinding like that, go ahead and, you know, use some PTO to go on up to that school and, you know, just sit in. Sit in and see how the teacher is doing, you know, or, you know, if you're working that day shift, you know, see if you can get off a little bit early and go up to that school and, you know, talk to that teacher, you know, while the teacher is still there after school. Because, I mean, you, you, it's just kind of alarming that it got to the point, you know, back in 2011, 2012, where OPS was just so frustrated with special ed black students that they just started suspending them. You know, they didn't try to, you know, get to the root of the problem. And I've seen it happen before where teachers just get, you know, frustrated with, you know, a class clown or, uh, you know, somebody with a smart mouth who didn't look like them. But you know give all these you know chances and uh things like that to someone that looks like them you know who's who've done the same thing so really you know you really have to make sure that teacher is with the shits you know because i mean these numbers ain't lying right here so that's something you really have to pay attention to And um, the uh, head of special education for OPS was quoted as saying um, You know, we're still addressing behaviors We're just doing it in a different manner With the goal of keeping students in school So that really shows you their mindset That the whole mindset first, you know, was We're not with the shits, you know, send them home Let the parents deal with them Instead of us trying to keep this child in school and educate them um, and then, uh, there has been some schools, you know, who volunteered to, uh, you know, going into the new support system, you know, with the three tiers, uh, the principals at these schools are at like Northwest High, uh, North High, my, uh, my old high school, Central High, McMillan Magnet Middle, uh, school, Menelusa Elementary and Skinner Magnet. And all of these, uh, all of these schools are, you know, have a large black population of students. So... Just, you know, it's one of those things, like I said, you know, uh, get to know who's teaching your child and, uh, you know, stop, you know, sending your child to school and just treating it like it's daycare, you know, um, you know, get get active in your child's education and uh, make sure that your child succeeds, you know, and, uh, you know, have a great you know open door relationship with your teachers and just know what you know what's going on and attend those you know those pta meetings and attend those you know those ops uh those open conferences that they have down at the TAC building so that's pretty much all i got to say about that so hopefully a lot of parents you know saw this article and um if they didn't you know you can check it out at omaha.com and um hopefully i shed some light on it too And uh, so we're just going to keep it pushing. Uh, I know that uh, there's a lot going on. Uh, in the world But right now we're just gonna focus on Omaha Focus on where I'm at And where my people at And where, uh, most of my listeners are at right now Um, we have some issues going on As far as with, uh, big companies Kinda downsizing right now Uh, you got ConAgra, Union Pacific And, uh, Cabela's Cabela's is not in Omaha But it is in Nebraska And they do employ a lot of people here I know Cabela's They, uh, cut down on a lot of, um They They did cut a few jobs. I think it was mainly like upper management. It's the same thing with UP. They uh, cut down um, a lot of jobs, mainly uh, like middle management and stuff like that. You know, kind of trying to gain some lean and cut some fat. And uh, so hopefully those folks are doing okay. Um, You know, I, I, uh, I believe they got hit with a severance package, you know. And I know with the UP deal... I know some people, you know, there is like a temporary leave until business picks up. And if you don't know what UP is, that's Union Pacific. You know, they do a lot of, uh, you know, the cargo and the freight, you know, through the West Coast and the Midwest. Um, you know, everything from coal to cars to airline parts and uh, everything in between. So anything that you can ship, you know, mass ship, you know, they go ahead and take care of that. But they have seen a decline in, you know, businesses uh, using that, that mode of transportation, which is I don't know what, else, what other company they would go with but it's whatever big thing about conagra is um conagra is basically uh, they brought in a uh a new uh ceo um let's see here uh and he used to be the uh his name is uh sean Connolly. he used to be the uh a couple years ago he was the ceo of hillshire and uh you know he's one of those guys that you know the board brought in to uh like i said before um uh, gained some lean and dropped the fat and he used to be the ceo of hillshire and uh who uh, produces ballpark franks and uh you know when he was there he ended up cutting you know uh just over a thousand jobs 1100 jobs he closed a plant in alabama and then he ended up selling the company to tyson foods so you know shareholders they feel very confident in him uh conagra just sold a part of their company um some kind of independent label Branch to another company And um, The mayor she's talking about She's not worried about it Just because um, ConAgra employs about 3,000 people between here Excuse me, Council Tucky and Lincoln And she, I, I don't think she's in the loop to be honest With you um, I mean she should have been worried when they brought this guy in Because that's pretty much what he does He uh, quotes unquote uh, Shaped things up uh, when he comes into a company, and he's known to just cut jobs. But uh, one thing that he did say, That just kind of, you know, kind of showed me that they're gonna probably the campus probably is gonna move from Omaha. It's it it it's inevitable. I mean, they said it's gonna be a strong presence still in Omaha, but uh, Illinois uh, they have a plant up there or a base up there, uh, employs about 400 people just outside of Chicago. Um, It said it will be a major part You know, of the transition Um, But ConAgra has been there since 1922 Um, But, I mean It just goes to show that you really need to You know, save your money You know, working for these huge companies And things like that I mean, Omaha has always been a great city for employment You know, you can always find a job here I mean, it might not be the job you want But it'll pay you bills, you know um, there's always, you know, we're the, the, we're the home of, you know, telemarketing empires. You know, here we have places like First Data. Um, I don't know if West might be called something else now, but that's a telemarketing place. Uh, you still have the Sightail is back up and kicking doing direct TV stuff. And uh, then there was one. Some brothers just opened a teleservices services uh, place, some black folks just uh, uh, down north they did. They just had a ribbon-cutting ceremony um, last month, and that was that was, that was was a shock um, just to see, you know, somebody bring a business into north, though. Because a lot of the times they like to, you know, go out west and things like that. But uh, shout-out to them. I don't have the name of the company. I'll probably, you know, put it on Instagram or something like that, um, at Omaha Hostage. But, uh, yeah, because we have so many telemarketing places here. Oh, and we also have um, the survey group. Uh, What the hell is the name of that survey group? I cannot think of it, but they call and they do all kind of damn surveys. And you can make your own schedule. Um, They're right down. They have a campus downtown, too. And it's just slipping my mind. But the reason we have so many, you know, call centers in the Midwest is because we really don't have accents at all. So... You can always find a job, but going back to the ConAgra, Union Pacific, and Cabela's you know situation, you, you really have to save your money. You know, um, you know, I was taught you know, 10% of my paycheck you know always goes into savings. And if you don't know how to do percentages, you know, 10% is the easiest, it's just the first two digits of your paycheck. You know, so like your paycheck is 900 bucks, you put 90 bucks in your savings, you know, and uh, you know, at the end of the year, you'll have you know, a, a nice a nice chunk of change. So, you know, just um, save your money and uh, invest in yourself. You know, always everybody should know how to hustle. Everybody should. Um, you know, I know black folks know how to hustle left and right, and I just grew up in a family of hustlers. You know, do whatever you can to keep them lights on. I ain't telling you to do anything illegal, but you know, you might have to pawn some things. You know, you might have to sell some things on eBay. You might have to donate some blood. You might have to draw drive an Uber. You know, or a Lyft. You know, as long as you got a whip and some uh, some insurance, you're good to go so you you should always you should always know how to hustle you should always know you know you can always uh you know hit up a temp service you can get on right away there's some temp services here in the city you know that'll pay you daily you know there's one like labor ready like you get paid the same day or you know the next day so you can always hustle and do something i mean you just have to have it in you and you got to let go of that pride you know, like if you're not a person who's who's been saving money, you know, you, you gotta be a very pride person. You know, you could go from, you know, being in middle management to, you know, mopping some floors or you could be, you know, standing outside of the check cash in place or a or a um you know, a tax place, you know, dressed like Lady Liberty, you know, spinning a sign. But, you know, you getting that money to keep your lights on and to pay your rent and things of that sort. So you always got to have a hustle. You all, you got to know how to hustle and just knowing how to hustle is just swallowing your pride. So hopefully, you know, not too many people are going to be subject to the ConAgra cut. Um, maybe it'll just be like upper management, middle management, people like that. Um, but you know, if they do start, uh, cutting, you know, those, um, the employees, you know, non-management and things like that, uh, and hourly folks, you know, uh, you, you will get a severance package, but you know, let this be a lesson. Hopefully you have been saving money and, you know, you always want to have enough money, you know, for at least, you know, three months, you know, to cover, you know, your rent, you know, if you got a car note, your car note, your lights and your gas, you know what I'm saying? And food, definitely. So just keep that in mind, you know, because, I mean, shit can happen. Shit can go south at any time. So you always have to remember that. Always save your money. Always, always, always save your money. So, um, you know, my prayers is going out to everybody who works for those companies and who's going through those cuts. Just keep your head up and just keep grinding. All right. All right. So moving on to selling hope like dope. Uh, We got the NRA. NRA. Uh, i didn't know this uh the nra are uh they're starting to cater to black folks i guess this started a couple years ago with this guy named um what's his name like colin noir or something like that uh young hip black dude uh going around on these streets he has a show sponsored by the nra talking about gun rights and things of that sort i've always been an advocate for guns uh just not you know running around here with the damn ar-15 i feel like you know citizens don't need that and i feel like there should be a psychological exam before you purchase one but i'm not against folks having a handgun or a shotgun and so excuse me so there's been these uh these uh videos floating around that the nra has been uh posting and they have some black folks in it uh the first one i'm gonna play is uh from a young lady uh she was part of I guess the civil rights movement back in the 60s and she's just talking about you know uh, her rights uh to purchase a gun okay and then the second video I'll play is from a black sheriff um actually encouraging citizens to be armed so where are we'll, we'll go ahead and start with that and then I'll go ahead and give you my thoughts give me just a moment to pull this up
1: I never bothered anybody but I can't afford a nice house in a safe neighborhood I live in a government high rise Gangbangers and drug dealers walk down our halls every day my neighbors and I were scared we called the police but they can't keep us safe some of us are too afraid to even leave our apartments but the housing authority told me If I bought a gun to protect myself, they throw me to the streets. If I'm not free because of my address today, what makes you think you'll be free tomorrow? I marched behind Martin Luther King at Selma. I know my rights. Now I have my gun. I am the National Rifle Association of America, and I'm freedom's safest place.
0: Alright, so that was that young lady's video, uh, basically saying that, you know, she lives in the hood, lives in a high rise, and um, basically she couldn't purchase a gun just because she was, uh, you know, under OHA, not OHA, but uh, not the Omaha Housing Authority, but she was under the Housing Authority, and um, they said she couldn't, so... Still trying to take away her rights and things of that sort. So now I'm going to play this uh, this video from this uh, black sheriff. Uh, he's pretty much kicking that same rhetoric. Hold on just a second.
2: You critics don't define our honor. You try to shame us for doing our job. You teach children to fear us, crowds to attack us, and good people to doubt us. But we will never back down from our sworn duty To uphold the Constitution of the United States of America. We wake up every day, put on our badge, strap a gun to our hips, kiss our families goodbye, and put our lives between the law-abiding and any criminal who threatens their rights. We serve people of every color and creed. Men, women, and children in violent, dangerous neighborhoods they have the same right to life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness as CEOs, movie stars and the political elite we are Americans and we are the American police officer we stand with the National Rifle Association of America and the NRA stands with us together we're freedom's safest place
0: alright so there you have it Uh, basically the NRA is you know standing with cops and they're standing with quote unquote black folks too you know, with these new commercials. So, my thing is, you know, why did they have this change of heart? You know, is it because we have the Obama administration, we have a, a black man in the White House? Because I mean, beforehand, the NRA was nothing but you know, Ted Nugent and uh, you know, other uh, rednecks, and you know, they'll pride my. Gun from my cold dead hands Charleston uh, Heston And um, you know he was You know recorded on uh, Bowling for Columbine talking about It was uh, you know Immigrants or something trying to blame people of color For all the gun crimes And mass shootings when we know mass shootings Are white males In America So my, my, my thing is it's um, It is it, it's, I'm a little weary about it You know, seeing them, you know, come towards, you know, try to gear towards black folks. But, you know, like I I think I said this before in a podcast, though, you know, just with all these these, uh, you know, these unjust killings and things of that sort, you know, black folks do need to arm themselves and we do need to hold some gun drives and, you know, in these black communities. So would the NRA be willing to, you know, sponsor a gun drive, you know, as far as not, you know, collecting guns, but as far as getting people signed up legally, you know, to purchase a gun and to have a conceal and carry, you know, permit and, you know, so, And there's a lot of, uh, you know, pro-black people who are, you know, NRA, you know, card-carrying members, uh, you know, like Killer Mike, the rapper, you know, he explained why he has an NRA membership, you know, it's it's an American right, um, And, you know, if you believe in that American dream, go for it. Like I said before, I do believe in citizens having weapons to arm themselves, especially living in the Midwest, just because, you know, you do have a lot of crazy ass meth heads and you you never know, you know, if you could be subject to a home invasion or to one of them damn, uh, you know, tweakers, you know, running up on you, trying to do something crazy, you know, with with a damn, you know, sharp knife or something of that, that sense, you know, you can. You know, put one in their kneecap and, you know, call the cops and get them up out of the paint. Um, So, you know, we do have a lot of situations where you do have, you know, uh, methed out fiends, you know, running around here looking like the walking dead. So, you know, I do encourage people to stay strapped, you know, legally, you know, don't be out here with a rusty 38, you know, that you done got the serial numbers filed off and you done bought for $40 off somebody, you know, off of Craigslist. Don't go that way, you know, do it legally. So... Uh, it'd be interesting to see, you know, if the NRA would start holding some, you know, some, uh, some signups, you know, for, the, you know, these black communities and for these black folks who are living, you know, fearful. You know, a lot of, you know, in the first video, the lady was talking about drug dealers and gang bangers she was scared of. And, uh, you know, hey, stay strapped. You know, would they start, you know, doing that, you know, with all these killings and things of that sorts? So it's something that, you know, is it just propaganda or, you know, do they are they really trying to stand behind black folks? Because, you know, last time they dealt with black folks, the NRA did was, uh you know, when they were on the other side of gun control. Once the uh, Black Panthers were patrolling their own communities being armed, you know, so, you know, openly displaying their firearms. But that was the last time that they, you know, had something to do with black folks. But now they're trying to get this. You know, this brother, uh, Colin, or however you pronounce his name, it's, a uh, C O L I O N uh, Noir, N-O-I-R, you can view his videos on YouTube, and he, you know, he does some speaking engagements and things of that sort, uh, promoting folks to arm themselves, so, you know, let me know your thoughts and opinions about that, about the NRA, you know, targeting black folks and, uh, you know, trying to, you know, get that black membership up. OK, because right now I feel like, you know, they are selling hope like dope, you know, until I see them, you know, in a black community, you know, trying to get black folks signed up for, you know, their permit, you know, to purchase a gun and their uh, conceal and carry permits. I don't believe it. You know, I think it's just one of those things where, you know, they're gaining attention and they're trying to drive memberships right now. So let me know your thoughts on that You know, hit me up on Twitter You know, at Omaha Hostage You know, or hit me up on Instagram At Omaha Hostage You know, it's all spelled out There's no underscores or anything like that Let me know your thoughts and opinions on that, alright? Alright, so moving on to uh, Hold This Ale uh, Your boy uh, Fetty Wap He just got into an accident uh, That's the reason he has to hold this ale uh, He got in an accident today got hit by a car He was on a motorcycle My man was on a motorcycle. He has one eye and he was on a motorcycle. So that that I mean, the jokes write themselves. I could just go off on a tangent, but, you know, you know, he was okay. Um, Hopefully the other driver involved in the accident is okay also. But my man has one eye and he's on a motorcycle. I just feel like Fetty got to pay. You know some restitution To the person he got in an accident with And take care of you know The, uh, the premiums You know the insurance claims uh, Because my man has one eye and he was on a motorcycle So when he looks One direction you know he gotta turn his head All the way around You know he gotta turn his whole Back you know to look in the direction So Fetty Wap you know I wish you a speedy recovery but you really have to hold this l like hold it cherish it snuggle it in your hospital bed and uh hopefully it'll be good publicity because your album just came out and from what i am seeing a lot of people says that it sounds exactly the same all the way through so um do your thing player but still fetty wap hold this l Alright, moving on to the last segment I know this show was kind of short compared to the other ones um, But we're going to move on to health over wealth You know, your uh, your wealth don't mean shit to you if you ain't got your health Alright, health is everything So, uh, this is just going back to uh, what an OG told me um, last week um, Basically, we were talking about investing money and holding money And he was talking about you know, how he's been working for the same company for like 29 years and he got close to half a million in his 401k saved up and things of that sort. And uh, he just dropped a gem on me. He said, uh, well, folks don't understand. He's like, how, how can't you understand? And here's the quote. How can't you understand if you give me $10 today, I'll give you $20 tomorrow. So that's that's the importance of savings. So just kind of think about that. Um, you know, always save your money. Always save your money. You know, um, you know, try not to be, you know, try not to be one of those folks that don't think about tomorrow. I need you to start thinking about tomorrow because you will make it till tomorrow. I mean, too many of us, uh, you know, we're uh, financially illiterate. Uh, you know what? You gotta start planting those seeds and watch those trees grow, and those trees are gonna feed you. You know, uh, down the line. So just think about tomorrow. Put some money away for that rainy day. All right. So um, that's pretty much all I got for today's show I want y'all to check out this track that I'm going to put on here um, Young lady was talking about that uh, that uh, Drake and Future uh, stole a melody um, from her um, I, I think her name is uh, Abra, uh, A-B-R-A And uh, she said that they uh, they have a song, Drake and Future has a song on their uh, mixtape that they just dropped uh, Called uh, Diamonds Dancing and uh, she said they stole the melody. I really don't hear it, but the song that she claims that they stole it from, though she did, is actually pretty fire. So I'm going to play that song after, you know, after um, we get done with this show. So uh, make sure y'all follow me on Twitter, at Omaha Hostage, and at Do Rags and Boat Shoes. I mean, Do Rags Boat Shoes. And then on Instagram, at Omaha Hostage. Much love to everybody. And uh, I will holla at y'all next week. One. Take girl, take girl, the girl, me girl, down, girl, the girl, the girl, the girl, the girl, want I I wanna Twist it, babe. I don't ever do my thing this way. Let's not sink our ship. Secretly, just. Drive-